a swag after him, boss. Is that is that Bowtie Paisley? And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style. I'm your host, Webster Style, and this is a podcast where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. Right now, we are still in the midst of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. And as a result, many businesses are closed and those that are open have reduced hours and many times reduced staffing. So with that, many people are out of work or have significantly decreased incomes. As a result, the pandemic has people searching for other sources of income. OnlyFans, as a result, has seen a massive increase in signups, both users, but more importantly, creators. In one article I read, they had almost 400,000 new creator signups. That was just in the month of April alone. So it seems like everyone and their mama is on OnlyFans. If you're not familiar with OnlyFans, I'm not really going to go to it at the moment. However, if you do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And as a result, so many creators being on OnlyFans, OnlyFans has cut payout rates to those creators. Think about that for a second. Individuals were going on OnlyFans to try to get increase or new sources of revenue only for so many people having the same idea that the revenue payout was cut. Also, if you didn't know this, OnlyFans owns your content. So if you're creating OnlyFans or someone who's creating OnlyFans, they own your stuff. So think about that for a second. You, as a creator, are putting up these very personal, explicit, revealing content and you're giving to some other company to own they could do with what they please that's that's something i don't think i would want to go along with but again desperate times call for desperate measures now the reason i want to talk about OnlyFans is because i have a story that i wanted to share one of the things about social media is that you know you go in instagram facebook whatsapp whatever you go and say hey who should be your friend so if you have a friend's phone number in your phone, it pulls up, you know, all these suggestions like this person's on so-and-so, this person, you should join this person, which is cool. Well, not too long ago, maybe about two, three weeks ago, I got my friend's suggestions on a social media account and scrolling through and I saw a colleague of mine that I used to work with. And I'm like, okay, cool. I clicked on their, their social media page they were suggesting me follow. And let's just say that it was not a normal social media page. It was a social media page for their new OnlyFans account. Now, mind you, this is individual, as far as finance is concerned, probably doesn't need an OnlyFans account. So I was a little bit, of, I was shocked. And that's when I say it's shocking. Now, mind you, I am not judging anyone who decides they need to do an OnlyFans or want to do an OnlyFans. However, the point of this story is that there are consequences and repercussions to these sort of actions. Uh, I've seen stories where individuals have been fired from positions because OnlyFans accounts have become public knowledge in the workplace. Also, if you are a professional person, male or female, now mind you, there still will be some a different connotation between a male and a female who has an OnlyFans that's discovered in a very professional workplace. And I understand that I'm not going to act like as a guy that, oh, it's the same. No, it's not. However, there is a sense of embarrassment, professional embarrassment that comes there. I know personally, if there were any adult or explicit photos that were out there, there are not, by the way, that then 
co-workers and colleagues were then privy to or made aware of that would be very embarrassing for me so I can only imagine what it would be like to be outed as an OnlyFans content creator and then be fired for whatever reason they come up with to do so so this is what I suggest if you are anyone out there who's thinking of doing OnlyFans account or any sort of adult work and again I'm not here to judge I'm only talking about the realities of these things get a separate phone number for your Instagram Facebook whatever accounts you use to promote your OnlyFans that way those people who know you in your regular life do not stumble upon it especially if you don't want them to know now mind you if you don't care you don't care that's a whole different story however I'm pretty sure that most people run around here in professional jobs with PhDs and and JDs and whatnot who feel like they need to do an OnlyFans account for whatever reason do not want their co-workers their bosses knowing about this information so if you're out there and you are getting to OnlyFans or having OnlyFans and want a phone number to promote your your business to utilize for social media get a Google Voice account get a Skype phone number there are many options out there for you to make sure that these things are separated so that is what I'm trying to say separate your two lives if that's what you want to do and be effective at it because trust me there are many instances just in the past couple of months of individuals being on OnlyFans and then having serious repercussions for not just job. I saw a story yesterday at the time of the recording about a gentleman, a gentleman, a guy who subscribed to female, particularly OnlyFans accounts, and then sent that information to their parents. As embarrassing as I don't know what. However, these are the sort of risks that you have when you are placing personal information, personal content on the internet for anybody to see, even if it's behind a paywall, there's a difference between that and porn because simply porn is out there. Porn is readily available for people to see. It is not really anything to hide. Once you've done porn, you've done porn. The internet is forever. The thing with OnlyFans, OnlyFans is providing a sense of false security for performers especially those who are not professional sex workers either porn or whatever else that it will remain private and the fact that it will not is something that all of those individuals need to understand the internet is forever and whatever you try to keep hitting on the internet will find its way to those individuals that you don't want to see it so please be prepared to deal with the consequences of those actions again I'm not here to pass judgment I'm simply saying this is the world we live in these are things that are happening and more and more every single day they have reports coming out with examples of these very consequences so please be mindful and please also keep these things separate on that note I'm going to take a break I'll be back and be kind to stay and listen for a word from our sponsor anchor And welcome back. In my opinion, I believe we are living in a golden age of retro gaming. Just in the past few years, we've gotten the Nintendo Mini, Nintendo, the NES Classic Mini, NES Classic Mini. We've gotten a wonderful um, Sega Genesis Mini, uh, not discounting, or no, I am discounting all of those AT games 
mini consoles but even AT Games has stepped up and released some sort of legendary mini plug-and-play consoles in the past two years which have been absolutely phenomenal and then you had have all of the arcade one-up machines uh, that have coming to the market in the past two years so I would say that these retro games these old school games it is a classic experience and just a wonderful time to be able to revisit those games and not have to try to hunt down to find an old NES and the cartridges and so on and so forth well one of the other aspects of this retro uh, renaissance so to speak is that franchises that have been dormant for years are coming back with sequels. We saw that a couple years ago with the Mega Man series in addition to the Sonic series as well, particularly Sonic Mania which was absolutely amazing. Sega specifically has found a way to really mine and utilize its classic properties and really to expose them to a new generation which leads me to Streets of Rage 4. I first saw footage of Streets of Rage 4, oh man, maybe five, six months ago. And I really became excited because if you saw my top games play for 2019, Streets of Rage 2 is still a game that I go back to all the time. It is a one of the quintessential beat-em-ups from the 16-bit era it is fun to play co-op is fun to play by yourself it is mindless fun you can just hop on play and just have tons of fun and it does not get old so when I saw the Streets of Rage 4 was being released I was excited like a little schoolgirl. I was like, oh my god, I am so getting this. And as, as the months went on, and I saw more and more footage, and more and more action, they revealed more and more features, I was like, I am sold. I am buying this. And then early last month, is being recorded in May, so early last month in April, when they released the date that the game would, would be released, I'm like, April 29th? It was, and I'm like, oh, great. And then the added bonus was it was only 25 bucks. I'm like, awesome. Cheap. Buy that day one. Great. I've been waiting for this game for 26 years, more than half of my life. And let me tell you, it is everything I ever wanted in a Streets of Rage game. The graphics are, aren't pixelated anymore in most cases, and I'll get to that. They are very much, I wouldn't say cel-shaded, but very much cartoony hand-drawing, which is really great. The art style is amazing, is awesome. It is a challenging but fair game. It, it is difficult, it is 12 levels, um, it has all types of difficult settings, difficulty settings. You only start off with three lives or two lives in any particular stage, and you have to get through with those two lives. If you lose, you have to start back over at the beginning. It's just a fun with the combo systems. It is frenetic, fast-paced, beat-em-up action. And on top of that, there's online two-player co-op, which is what you need. Oh my, I've gotten on online so many times. And mind you, I am not someone who gets on Xbox Live to get online to play with people too often. At least not anymore. I, I haven't been an avid online gamer really since Left 4 Dead 2. Now, I get on for Fantasy Online because it's no choice in that. But to specifically play with other people, I haven't done that consistently since Left 4 Dead 2 so it tells you how long ago it was. So the fact that 
this game itself has gotten me to get online to play with other people what you really need to do because it's not streets of rage if you're not playing with a buddy or random stranger in Argentina's which is what I was doing the other day I believe just being able to get on and just beat up all the bad guys go through the city unlock more of the stages and one of the things I love about the online co-op is that it does not take place outside of your progress in a game of playing a single player so if you beat a stage doing online co-op you've beaten that stage in your single player game as well but not just that it also features a battle mode so you can beat up friends and family individually like a street fighter-esque sort of setup it also has four player local co-op so if you have four people in your house doing quarantine and you have three extra controllers laying around you know get on and play that way it's also on the switch is on the ps4 it's on pc so it's literally everywhere but one of the best aspects of this game has nothing to do with the game it's just the fact that it's on xbox game pass so i didn't have to pay for it at all to play and that is a hidden gem of xbox game pass which actually i think i'll be talking about in the future podcast just my impressions of it as my period of subscription draws to a close but xbox game pass continues to wow me with the content they continue to provide for gamers like myself and streets of rage 4 was really just the icing on the cake when it comes to just being able to sit down have a really robust but simple and fun gameplay experience and it's just an awesome awesome game and you should really go out and play it if you haven't if you're a fan of old school beat-em-ups play it if you are a grown person like myself and had a genesis and play streets of rage or just a fan of beat-em-ups like final fight and so on and so forth this is definitely a game for you and i am going to close it out but it's one thing i'm going to do before i close it out i'm going to start this each week now and that is my fragrance of the week if you follow Webster style on Instagram you'll see that I'm usually doing a sense of the day I do have a lot of repeats because some some fragrance I just love to wear and frankly I don't care I'll wear one fragrance all week if I feel like it but one of the fragrances that I really love and it's a, a cheapy and a classic and a quote-unquote panty dropper is F black by Salvatore Ferragamo. It features top notes of lavender, middle notes of black pepper and coriander, and base notes of labdanum and tonka. So you have this um, fresh lavender in the opening, then you have the spiciness of the pepper and the coriander, then you have the sweetness of the labdanum and the tonka. It is a wonderful fragrance. It is a long-lasting fragrance. Again, it is also a cheap fragrance. You can definitely find 100 ml bottles online for under $30. I actually have a 50 ml bottle and I've had this bottle for about two years or so which I picked up at a rack store for about 15 bucks and it is one of those fragrances that yes it's good for um, attracting the ladies as they say. I've never had any complaints about wearing it but of course I wear it when I want to not to try to attract someone. It is definitely a great fragrance to have in your collection if you're looking for something that is somewhat versatile but also is going to be crowd pleasing as well so that is my fragrance of the re of the week f black by salvatore ferragamo and this has been the sartorio and geek podcast by webster style where we talk about bow ties comic books and everything 
in between. I have been your host, Webster Sile. Thank you again for joining me on this journey into many different facets of our culture. You can find Webster Style at Webster Style on Instagram and Twitter. Also find us on Facebook, Webster Style Magazine. Find us online at WebsterStyleMagazine.com or just simply WebsterStyle.com. Also, you can find the dedicated Instagram page for this podcast at Sartorio and Geek. Also, you can find content related to things we talk about here at SartorioandGeek.com. And if you have any questions, any suggestions for shows, any comments about some of the things I've talked about, feel free to email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Thank you very much for your time, and remember, be safe out there. Styling, take it off, clothes on the floor, pal. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong. <laughs>